Welcome to the Emblem Support Podcast. I'm the mercenary named Ordo, and I was soundly defeated by that ashen demon, Cardwiz. Build an army, trust no one, except for us. This is the Emblem Support Podcast, and my dear good friend Ordo, before you activate your god mode and transform, and we have our epic battle as we deep dive into the world of Fire Emblem Three Hopes, the demo, I must first ask you, what have you been playing recently? Well, I'm a little bit limited physically still. Um, I got basically sprained my wrist and uh, my forearm has been kind of hurting. But I uh, finished Danganronpa number two, Goodbye Despair. And I thought that it was an okay ending. I feel like um, the first game had a, a, a better final case to bring everything together than, this, than the second game did. But it's still pretty much pretty fun. And then... Um, I've been playing Final Fantasy Origin, so, you know, lots of chaos, lots of job grinding, and all that kind of fun stuff. Lots of listening to MP3 players. that That's literally all I know about Final Fantasy Origins. Yeah, it's funny, too. I do, I just got the fedora. Oh, heck yeah, that game has taken it to a new <laughs> level. I love it. It's not, it's, and, and, and the fedora that I have, it's not optimal for my, like, armor set or class job whatever but i keep it on anyways just to let them know of course you got to tip your hat to the enemies and to the miladies out there in the world of final fantasy origins it's true it's what about yourself what have you been into oh on my stream at twitch.tv slash card i have managed to finally beat for the second time in my life final fantasy 13 Ooh. i don't know why i i i i, I hate that game I hate the story. I dislike a lot of the character development. I think the pacing is horrific. I think it has maybe the worst villains in any Final Fantasy game and in a lot of games in general. But the game does have a few good character moments and I genuinely really love Final Fantasy 13's version of the Act of Time battle system. I think it is the definitive version of the Act of Time Balances because I like it a lot more than uh, 6, 7, 8, and 9. So get those away from me. I like 13s. That's my controversial take of the day. It's funny. Like, I woke up one night because the dog, she apparently she got shut, on, shut out of my room somehow. And so she was whining to go out. So I let her out. It was about like 11 o'clock or something. And I opened the phone and I was like, oh, card was on. So I'll see what he's doing for a minute. And I kid you not, the first thing I see is you in the menu system. You kick this big giant monster into the air, and then like I just see numbers coming out of this thing, and it it just dies. So I'm just like, okay, he's having a fun time, I guess. I do love myself a game that lets me show that shows all of the big numbers when you're hitting things. I know that's a turnoff to most people, but for me, I really like it. I like it when it's an option in games. I've been playing, also been playing Ratchet and Clank Rift in Time. No, not Rift in Time. Rift Apart, that's the name of it, because ha, Rift Apart, ha, get it, clever wordplay, because Ratchet and Clank titles have to do that. Uh But one of the bonuses you can get in that game by collecting collectibles is the ability to turn on numbers and health bars, and it's like, that's instantly the first thing I activate, because I love that sort of thing in Get My Games. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of underrated, too. People just go, oh, the numbers, I don't like seeing them, but I think they also let you know how much damage you're doing, because sometimes you just kind of look at a boss meter, and yeah, it's Kind of going down, it's okay. But when you see the numbers kind of like pop up and you're just like, okay, I'm doing lots of damage with this weapon and I'm not doing like damage with like this weapon or whatever. And you can find, it helps you find better strategies for what you're trying to do. 
Absolutely. I, I love the, it. I love the mindset it puts me in. I can either be in a situation where it's just like, all right, I'm melting this guy. I'm kicking his butt. Or I can be in the situation where like, oh, dear Lord, this is a grind. I might not survive this. I'm going to have to buckle down. I'm going to have to really strategize to do this. Just a simple health bar will do that sort of thing to my mindset. And I'm very much okay with it. I really enjoy that sort of little bonus. Uh, oh, and I've also played, been playing Final Fantasy 13 too. Story is much better. It's stupider, but it's more straightforward. So I've enjoyed it, although sadly I put it down because there's kind of a big game coming out that uh, I think you and I might be interested in, something called like Fire Emblem 3. Uh, well, we can worry about that later. You said something with 3? So only thing I think about Xenoblade 3. Well, you can think about that for another month or so because that game is finished, along with other rumored games that are finished, but I think we'll save that for another topic. Uh, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know anything about future Fire Emblem games, stay away from the internet <laughs> because they're out there. Yeah, I may have accidentally retweeted one because I thought there was a funny joke. It was a funny joke. But for now, something has come out. Nintendo has done the thing where they released the demo and also that demo carries over to the main game. Thank you. I love it when demos do that. It's my favorite thing ever. And we have gotten ourselves a, de a small chunk of Fire Emblem Three Hopes. We have, a, we have the general idea of what the game's about, what each story branch is going to be out, how the gameplay feels. Oh, and we want to do that deep dive right into it because, oh my goodness, it's almost here. Yeah, you've played more of it than I have. Um, our goal here was to get um, all three like roots just a little bit, just played a little bit. And uh, I, fortunately, I just haven't had the time. Plus, you know, dealing with the injury thing, finally recovering. So I've um, only been able to play two out of the three routes, which is, um, I can't remember their names in this game, but I'll just to kind of give them a universal sounding thing, just the Black Eagles and the Golden Deer. Ah, yes. I have played all three of them myself, and I've gotten to, I think I've played firsthand all of the characters because talking about the gameplay let's start to dive in you do get to switch between four characters on the field which i greatly appreciate in all my warriors type games yeah and it's it's very fast and snappy too it feels it even feels a little bit faster than um age of calamity and even the first fire Emblem warriors because sometimes it's like there's like a small delay um not a major one but one where it's just like you switch and oh crap uh there's people in front of me and uh, uh oh crap i'm at low health and uh I've had that happen a couple of times. It's been such a wonderful thing with this game because with this game, it is more heavily reliant on strategy with things like weapon triangle and type advantages going into battles. So you do direct your people who might be advantageous. So uh, you got an archer, go send them towards the Pegasus Knight squad. You got an axe user on the squad, send them over to the lances. And you just take a quick pause, move the characters around the field. It takes five to 10 seconds to do that. And I love to do this because it means you are constantly able to fight when you're not in that menu. Because if you play as a character and you beat up a wave of enemies and you see, okay, I need to move to this section of the map like 100 yards away, let's say. You just pause, direct that character to move there, and then you switch to another character, and you just keep battling. It's nonstop battling in this game instead of spending time in a Warriors game, which is my... it's Instead of doing my least favorite thing in a Warriors game, 
and just run around looking for the enemies to fight or looking to get to the destination you get to in this one because you have multiple people on the field and you're directing them to do different things you're switching between non-stop action if that makes sense yeah and i mean what's great about being able to direct your allies into like different places is that they're not inept like if you say hey uh ignots go over to where those archers are and they he'll take out those archers and he'll he can take this person out and you can maybe have claude go over here and say hey claude go over there and like attack that thief so you can get the key and then have like maybe someone else who's closer to the chest to go get the chest. And uh, that's the best part is that your characters aren't inept and that's carried over from fire Memorials one. Um, I can't remember if you can direct people in age of calamity, but it really had, it really at times felt like, Oh, this person's just wandering off to fight whoever. And then they're stupid and they're about to get themselves killed. And then you, when you switch back to them, they barely have any health. Minor thing, I think the person who actually defeats the thief to get the key has to be the one to open the chest. I think that's what it implies, because once you beat the thief, you have a little key by your name. So I think that key person has to be the one to open the chest. Okay, it's 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 been it's like a tad. I haven't encountered like too many thieves, I think. Yeah, it, it, I've it's done, the demo, yeah. Yeah, it's the demo. So I've only done like one of each. So uh, anyway, but, but yeah, you can still send them to like go places and stuff, which is really nice and so convenient. I absolutely yeah. love that. And one of my favorite things about this, I didn't notice it until like the second or third map I played, but once you send a unit over there to on on the map screen, when you send them over at the bottom of that screen, it has a little percentage. So it says like your unit has a 99% chance of beating this one, or this one has a, a 30% chance to beat them. So you might get your butt kicked. Yeah, I accidentally did that. I think I sent, um, was it... I can't remember what unit I sent over, but it was just like, oh, 33% chance for me to win. I was like, okay, A. And then I went back. I was like, wait, hold on. That's, that, that, was that what I thought that was? And I got back into the menu and I was like, holy crap, that is. Oh, dude, that is so cool. That's amazing. I love that they did that. It, and it's very classic Fire Emblem, too, where you kind of see your stats of, oh, this is your percentage to hit or whatever versus their percentage to hit and stuff like that. Exactly. I love doing that. And also, the AI is nice enough that it will actually heal itself when it's starting to get beaten up too bad because the units do carry around vulnerabilities, which I do appreciate. It like the way the AI acts is just absolutely amazing. And the presentation of this game, it just, it it's so, it's so much better too. Like the models here look so much better than the three houses. Like they all look like cutscene models. If you like, if you go back and look at the three houses models, they look a little rough, honestly. Like they were never the best looking character models. They're fine for what they were, but when you see like this, it's just like, whoa. Okay, they all look like they were specifically made for cutscenes and that you're actually fighting using them. Like like overall the game's far more pretty than um Three Houses was, but if we consider the time frame between, you know, Three Houses, Warriors in this game, you know, they've probably been able to optimize, you know, the switch and stuff. Playing this game, unlike the first Fire Emblem Wars, which it felt like I was playing like maybe like 10 different fighting styles. These characters feel a lot more individualistic with their own feats and stuff like that. I really have found that I love playing as Petra. I love her dash attack because just whenever she dashes, she automatically has like a wind attack that surrounds her and you just launch enemies up in the air just by dashing around. And I've just been having such a fun time just dashing around, air juggling people, slashing them out of the air. 
Oh, uh, there, there's so many fun units to play as. I love playing as Dorothea because she, as she attacks, she leaves basically musical note bombs on the field that they yeah. run into and explode. And it's, uh, every unit has their own unique abilities and it feels so nice to try to master them and figure out what types are going to be your favorites. Out of the units you have gotten to play so far, who have been your favorite units to play as? I really like actually playing as this game's original character, Shez. Like the whole dual swords thing, and then being able to like a some like a whirlwind tornado, <laughs> or then be able, or if they're in, I think they're if they're in their awakened form, they can also kind of like warp just like a couple of feet away and stuff. For it makes for good escape options. Um, Lorenz, obviously, duh. He has that cool like rose tornado. Um, one time when I switched to him, he actually had like a whole like thing of roses swirling around him. I don't know what that is. Cause every time I switched to it, the AI had done it. Yeah. I, I forget what his skill is exactly. The first one I played was the golden deer and I didn't pay too much attention to the personal skills when I did golden deer. I'm afraid to say, but when I started playing the other, cl- the other schools, I started to focus on those things. Cause I was starting to notice the differences between them. And there's so many really fun characters to play as. Even the characters I don't love their ability, they're still solid. I can still see use for them. Yeah, I actually found myself playing as Ignaughts a lot, which in my all my runs through three houses, I barely used Ignaughts at all. But this, I'm just like, Ignaughts is like my go-to guy for right now. I'm trying to think of other characters' abilities I rely on. I enjoy Dedus, because Dedus is just a simple, you charge up the strong attack. In, in the middle of combos just to make it even stronger. Just a simple little thing, but I really enjoy that and seeing the see it watching that HP go down. I love watching that HP go down so much. Yeah, I haven't got a chance to play as any of the the gold or um the blue lions yet. Uh, it's when you get the chance, I hope you do enjoy that story. Cause I out of all three branches, I am really liking the story of all of them. And enjoy the potential of where it's going to go. Yeah. I was actually surprised that we start things off so quickly. I was just like, well, I guess it's going to be, you know, I guess since we're talking about, you know, a little bit of the story stuff, spoilers, potentially for fire emblem, three houses, if you haven't played it yet, but the way we start off, especially with the black Eagles, like they start off and I'm like, okay, this should have been in the original game where we do these things. 10,000%. But I like the reasoning for it. And the reasoning for it is like the time split difference between what happens with Byleth and what happens with Shez. And if we can go into that for a minute, the biggest difference that we realize and why the story diverges so much is because of one reason, Costas. Shez manages to finish off Costas in the first encounter because his powers have already awakened and Bylas hadn't at that point. So by the because Costas dies in that early section, you don't get the scene where Costas meets up with the Flame Emperor. You don't get the moment of Costas and the bandits going to Zanato. Instead, the remaining bandits end up going into this fortress slash secret lab and because of that decision everything changes spoiler alert for the demo this happens in all three routes but it goes deeper into it in the black eagles route you see jerita who becomes your professor because shez joins as a student instead of a professor that's another big difference and jerita takes the form of the third professor you see edelgard telling yurita something and based on what happens later 
you realize, oh, Edelgard told Juritza about this fortress and that uh, Monica is held prisoner inside. So basically, we could have saved Monica in three houses. Mm-hmm. So because Juritza becomes a professor, because the bandits run away into that fortress at that specific time, Edelgard gets the confidence that she needs to say, you know what? I can go against Slither in the dark and do my, have my grudge against the church. I can do both. And it's just so freaking wonderful to see because that should have been her story in Three Houses, but it wasn't. And now it's her story in Three Hopes. And I'm happy about that. Yeah, like everything happens three years earlier. Like instead of there being a five-year time skip, there's a two-year time skip. So in the two-year time skip, Edelgard just ascends to the Emperor. She doesn't get, you know involved with those at Slither in the Dark. So she doesn't end up with the Amir weapon. She ends up with um, that new axe that she has. And this action of Edelgard not just attacking the church in that first year causes so many ripple effects that happen. We have the situation where, spoiler alert for the Blue Lions, uh, spoiling the demo story, uh, Dimitri's uncle basically forms a coup against Dimitri. Because because you have a whole thing with the right of succession, that's something that I haven't played it yet, but I knew something about that happened because they say, oh, uh, there's an uprising in the empire. There's a right of succession discussion in the alliance or in the uh, the kingdom, and because of all of that, like Claude's brother, half brother, whatever, decides, oh, because there's turmoil here, we can go ahead and start trying to cross into Fodland. So, because because now they're fear because the the logic there is that Claude or whoever he is Claude or whoever Claude's brother assumes is um, in charge isn't going to be able to request help from the Alliance or the Empire. And it's just like wow, this is like a huge ripple effect. Mm-hmm. All because of these things happening. Uh, Edelgard, because she's launching her attack against those who slither in the dark, she's going straight for. Uh, Von Iyer, she's going straight for Arendelle and everyone it's truly become a continent in turmoil, three separate turmoils instead of like before where there was just one central conflict that was happening of basically the empire versus the church being the main thing and not only that, like we also and now we're also seeing characters that were just heavily, 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 heavily mentioned in three houses but we never actually got to see People like Count Varley, who I'm hoping we get to put 10 feet in the ground. Uh, we get to see um, Count Musgrave, um, Gloucester, Holst, Burglaze. Like, we're getting to see all these characters that were like heavily mentioned. The only ones I have, haven't seen or even heard of is uh, Count Mudgrave or Moodgrave, who is, um, crap, what's her name? Marianne's adopted father. Yes, we haven't met him, but we in Blue Lions, you meet uh, Sylvain's father. Ah, uh, there's we're seeing this world developed even more, and I'm really loving that. This has been such a wonderful experience so far. I cannot wait to dig into this game. It's coming out as of this recording, it's coming out in just over a week. I cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun. And here's the here, here's the thing that's blowing me away. I like Shez. I like Shez. Oh yeah. Uh something we haven't really mentioned. Shez has a voice. And not only Shez has a voice, Byleth has a voice. What? I mean, like, outside of Fire Emblem Heroes, she doesn't really talk a lot in full sentences. But, like, 
when you encounter Byleth on that first map, it literally is a feeling of, oh no. Because when you see Byleth, she, uh, I, guess, I guess since, I guess since female Byleth is the default, we'll go with she, but like, obviously you can choose he if you want. Um, but when you, but when you see her, she has like this red and black aura around her. Her sword is like on fire, despite, it, despite, despite the fact that it's just like a normal sword. And you can actually kind of like fight Byleth and die, or you can actually like survive against her before like everything just ends. And you really do see why she's called the Ashen Demon. And even when like Shez awakens to the power, Byleth's just like, huh, how did you get that power? Like, there's nothing in Byleth's voice that makes them seem scared or worried. Maybe, like, a little bit concerned. But once the fight's over, Byleth's just like, you know what? I won. You lost. Can't do what I want to do. I'm out of here. I'm just like, oh. My okay. best friend Getz. My best friend Getz has been killed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They really show you why Byleth is the Ashen Demon, because you're when you awaken, you have, like, these two party members. Or is it three? Three. Okay, yeah, you have, you have these three mercenaries who are like, yeah, we're going to take down Geralt's mercenaries and then we're going we're gonna to drown ourselves in ale. And they immediately get offed by the Ashen Demon by Lath. I'm just like, oh, it wasn't even a contest. Because they literally, they, like I just said, there's a line where, the, where one of them just like, we're going to go drown ourselves in ale after this is done. Then it goes, blank died. I was just like, oh. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Shez is, I, I chose female Shez, uh, for my first playthrough and then I've chosen the male one, but, uh, Shez in general, they're almost like a Commander Shepard-esque character. If you've never played Mass Effect, you can choose things for Commander Shepard to say, and then they'll say them based on like, like you'll get a little dialogue wheel and it'll say something like, oh, tell this person that you don't agree with what they say. Okay, you select that, and the Commander Shepard will give like a longer version of that. And Shez does essentially the same thing here, where they have full sentences, full dialogue, and occasionally you get the prompt to say something, and they'll actually say something, and you can either build influence with a character or not have influence with them at all. I'm just like, this is cool. And Shez is competent, and they're not ugly and banana-colored. Uh, don't remind me of that other game story. this is crazy it's almost like they're actually listening to the fans and what we wanted is that is that possible or am i just making things up it's 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 weird but i'm just because i think when we did the three hopes announcement episode the first thing i think one of the first things i said was just like great i hope like koei tecmo doesn't come in here with their character and want them to be the glory hog and they're just kind of a bland cardboard piece of garbage Maybe not that exactly, but that was that's what I was thinking because in Fire Emblem Warriors One, they had their character, their two original or their three original characters be, oh, we're so great and we're so amazing and everyone loves us as party members because we're just like the other Fire Emblem characters. And it's not like that here. Shez blends in pretty pretty well, actually. And the story it it works because because Shez is just another classmate. The three main lords just treat you like another classmate and be like, Hey, yeah, you're my classmate. I trust you. I want to put you in this position in my government. When I become the head, are you in? And Merce Shea is being the mercenary being like, heck yeah, I'm in. You're paying me. Yeah, it's, it's good. I'm, I was, I was so surprised as that was the number. That was the number one worry is that Shez would come in and like 
replace Byleth, and it, uh, it didn't happen. I am so looking forward to this game in a couple of weeks. I can't wait for it. I've got it. I've got it pre-ordered. I am disappointed that we are the only region. The only region. Oh my! I forgot about this. The only region that is not getting a special edition. Uh, only region. Not, not like we would have wanted anything like that. It's not like it sells well here. It's not like each time they come out with a Fire Emblem special edition, it sells out instantly. Don't and you know? I've had I've had problems with another special edition. I don't want. You know, it's 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 a sore spot for me. Let's talk about Xenoblade Chronicles three. Uh, no, no, we're not going to talk about what happened on June eighth. Card was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're not bringing that up. Even these, uh, but yeah, but going back to it, like even the supports, like they've managed to not put your characters into like a weird space with two D assets all over and have the camera kind of pan this way and kind of pan that way. I mean, some of that's still in there. But even though the supports look much better. They do a thing with the supports that I absolutely love. It's just a super simple little thing, which takes me back to the Game Boy Advance and DS games of the game. But just with the dialogue on the left side, you got one person talking on the right side. You see another person talking. Their pictures are there the entire time. It's just just a simple little thing, but it looks so much better. They're so on point with all this. I almost wish like we could kind of like go back in time. (laughs) Is this the other side of time that Sothos was talking about that we can say? Uh, but I wish we could kind of go back in time and be like, you know, guys, more of this, less of what you did with three houses with some of that stuff. I'm over the moon for this game. And we, we will be talking a lot more about this on our next episode. Probably yeah. when, when, when there is more to talk about. Originally, this was the Lucina episode, but then all this stuff came out and I was just like, well, can't really ignore it. So we're to bump the Lucina up episode up one. <laughs> is there, are there any like, um, are there any other final closing things that you have to say about the demo of Fire Emblem Warriors Three Houses? Not yet. I'm, I nope. I got nothing else. I'm just. I think I've left it out on the table. I'm trying to think if there's anything I need to talk about. But I'm disappointed we didn't see the Ashen Wolves unless we we haven't seen them yet. I saw. I found a document that mentioned the Ashen Wolves. Did you not I'm, see the trailer? I, I no, I did see the trailer. I know the Ashen Wolves are going to be in the game. I was just sad I didn't see them in the demo. Oh yes, I understand. Well, because the officer academy's closed, they're just down there. <laughs> they're just stuck there. Like I found a, I found a document that said, "Yeah, we just pushed a giant rock over there." <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say that. I'm pretty sure that's one of the documents. Said. I think I found it in Blue Lions. <laughs> Do they need to eat? <laughs> Do they need to get supplies? I guess not. We'll just push a rock over there and call it a day. Officers academy closed. Oh, that is so sad. I guess we'll only get to see them after the skip then. Definitely after the skip. I just just don't know when after the skip. Or maybe the maybe they're the secret fourth branch. Maybe there is a secret fourth branch. Yeah, because no one else it doesn't seem like characters can freely go between like their classes or the not like I guess I meant what I meant like armies, not like classes. You can't go between armies. Like you couldn't have um say Ferdinand von Eyer in the Blue Lions. I have seen on the Fire Emblem Red, there have been uh, already been deep dives into the code. I've been avoiding those spoilers because I don't want to know that stuff yet. But I do have to wonder, do we get a church route? Do we get a golden route? Oh, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, I know one thing. When I was making the thumbnail for this and looking around for stuff, I found something. And I was just like, huh. I'm not even, even going to hint at what it is, but I was just like, oh, huh. Interesting. 
But I guess to kind of like wrap all this stuff up, if you haven't played the demo, go play it. It's free. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. And again, the progress carries over. There's no downside to it. Yeah, just a, just a brief investment of time. And it's characters you already love, assuming you like Three Houses. If you like Three Houses, play it. If you like Warriors games, play it, because this is a very fun Warriors game. And I believe that's all the good stuff we have to say. Yes. No easy way to do this transition, but we in the Fire Emblem community, and just those of us in like the gaming community and anime community, I guess, we we lost someone that we really cared about. We lost an amazing voice actor. If you haven't heard about a month or two ago, Billy Kamitz came out and said that he had stage four colon cancer. And just a week ago today, I believe he passed away. Unfortunately. Yeah. Even just saying a week ago today, I'm just like, God, it's already been a week since uh, Billy passed away. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, those- I remember I, I logged into um, the Emblem Support Podcast Twitter. And that's the one where I, I actually see more gaming stuff on that one, despite following a lot of game related stuff on my main one. And I just scrolled through and I saw his familiar headshot, but it was grayed out. And it was just like, um, we. I just remember just reading those first few lines. I was just like, oh, no, are you serious? I couldn't, I, I mean, I couldn't believe it because he was 35 years old. And that's an R age range. Uh, and I was just like, wow, couldn't believe he passed away. I mean, when you hear cancer, it's just like, oh, no. And then when you hear stage four, it's just like, and, you know, bless all the people out there who gave their hard-earned money for his. Um, GoFundMe. Yeah, for his GoFundMe. I don't think it's active anymore. I think it ended on, because we're recording this on the 16th, I think. Um, his GoFundMe closed on the 14th, and I believe all the money that was still given after he passed away will go to his funeral and things like that for his family. Um, for me, again, I didn't really, I, I didn't really, I didn't know Billy at all for anything. Um, but what I do know of him is the voices that he provided and it was a lot of fun stuff uh, with Ferdinand von Eyer and Dr. Maruki in Persona 5 and when I just think about like the the kind of character that Ferdinand von Eyer has become kind of like this meme worthy fun character I don't think that happened without Billy lending his vocal talents to that character and to kind of bounce back to Persona 5, I know I'm kind of jumping everywhere. I'm not good at talking about stuff like this. He made Dr. Maruki one hell of a character. He made him one of the best characters in Persona 5, Royal. Yeah, I mean, that's, I guess that's all I can, all I can really come up with and say. Just looking at his voice credits over the last five years when he really sort of became pretty prominent doing a lot of things, there are just so many roles here that I personally have really liked from like the semi obscurest ones from uh, he played uh Hiro in disastrous life psyche K one of my low key favorite anime I've, that I still watch every now and then just cause it makes me smile. Cause it's ridiculous. Uh, Dr. Maruki and persona five Royal. And it was announced just last week that that's coming out on like Xbox and PC. I cannot wait to play that game again. I'm going to, li- I, it's going to be hard to listen to his voice and play it again, but I, I cannot wait to do it. It's 
it's going to mean a lot more with that character. He played one of my favorite characters in a game that I will always I, I keep praising on this show. He's Ninja Ogata from 13 Sentinels. And oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Play 13 Sentinels, everyone. And the voice acting in that game is so freaking amazing. And yeah. he in particular was one of the standouts as just being so freaking good. And of course, our boy, Ferdinand von Eyre. Did, did, did you know he was a noble? Really? I'm surprised. I Ferdinand know. von Eyre is a noble. He is. And I, I'm glad we're going to get to enjoy hit, listening to him uh, one more time with three hopes. I, it's going to be hard to listen to it, but I, I, I genuinely can't wait to hear his performance. Yeah, I remember I had, but well, actually, if I can peel back my timeline a little bit, I had just sent you that picture of uh, Ferdinand von Eyer and talking to Shez, where she go, where he goes, I've already told you multiple times, I am Ferdinand von Eyer. We we haven't and, talk, talked about, but Ferdinand von Eyer has a special <laughs> ability in Three Hopes called Name Draw. <laughs> oh, so outstanding. There is a, I can't remember what it is, but it's basically a round table that they did with the, with the voice actors, or I guess the various voice actors from Cup of Tea Productions that do the Fire Emblem games. And they have Billy Kometz on there. And, and I, well, before I go any further, I'm going to say I probably pronounce his name, his last name wrong pr- plenty of times. But, uh, they have a thing with they have a segment with Billy Kometz on there, and I think that's worth listening to. And the thing that comes, the thing is that's memorable about that is that they ask him. They said, "Well, the Japanese version or the Japanese voice actor for Ferdinand von Eyer did I am Ferdinand von Eyer or something like that." It was like, and he held it for ten seconds. Billy, can you hold it for longer? And I think he actually did. And <laughs> I, I was smiling the entire time. And you know. Voice actors, and I guess actors in general, have a special talent that I don't think we appreciate a lot, and that's to bring a smile upon your face when you hear a certain character, or when you see a character, you you hear their voice, and it makes you think of them, and then you think of the actor, and it's uh, you know, it's cool because you could you used to be able to go to cons and be like, hey, can you say the thing? And then they would say it, and the crowd rejoices, and everyone has a good time, and you know, now, now we don't have that voice anymore. You know, we have those, we have the memories of the characters and, you know, shout out to his loved ones, his friends, his families, his coworkers, you know, because they knew the real Billy, they knew the real guy. I don't know. It's very hard to, uh, articulate how I feel, you know, since this is the emblem sport podcast, we do want to celebrate a support of Ferdinand von Eyre, but we're not going to disrespect to, by putting our own silly voices over it, we want you to listen to Billy's voice as he performs and acts out to the support. The support that we've picked out is the support between Bernadette, Bernadetta and Ferdinand. And this is one of my favorites between these two, of these two characters because I, I've said it before on this podcast, I think Bernadetta's, especially her C sports, tend to be a, a little over the top. I understand the reason for the character. I understand the reason for the portrayal. We don't have to come at me for that, but I, it still feels a little too much sometimes, but the one between her and Ferdinand 
is so perfect with some of my favorite line deliveries in the entire game, especially with Bernadetta's lines at the very end of the sea sport. And Ferdinand gives some a nice little talk in the sea support. It's it's just one of my favorites. And I would love to listen to it again and give you guys the treat of listening to it as well. So that's gonna that's gonna end it for this podcast. Um please enjoy uh the clip the clip we're gonna play. And say it together with me. I am Ferdinand Von Eyre. Another fine day, alone in my room, and plenty of books to read. Bernadetta, I have something to discuss with you. Uh, what? I didn't do anything. No need to be defensive. I am not angry. Oh, you definitely are. I can tell. Just get it over with. What did I do? You did not do anything wrong. Please, listen. Look, just breathe, will you? Can't breathe? see that you are struggling. Please calm down. <gasps> Easy for you to say? I just wanted to discuss how you are always hiding in your room. It seems like something must be troubling you for you to shut yourself away like that. If something is the matter, maybe I can help. But you need to tell me what it is first. No, uh... I'm fine. See, I'm breathing out. You fixed me. Can I go? Do you not realize that life is passing you by? Have you no desire to venture beyond this reclusive lifestyle? There is a whole world waiting for you out there. The social life of a noble is actually rather... Just stop it. I'm not interested. Bernadetta, this is unhealthy behavior. I beg you to take my hand, otherwise I will have to pick you up and carry you and neither of us will- What if I actually like being alone? Is that so hard to imagine? It's none of your business! Get lost! Oh. oh no! Ouch! I sprained my wrist! Oh no 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 no! Now you've done it, Bernie! Now? You're his eternal rival. I do not wish to hurt you. Actually, I... No! I'm done for! You'll be the death of me for sure! Maybe I should just come back later. Bernadetta? If you have a moment, I would like to discuss what happened before. Oh, my nemesis! The hour of fate arrives! Help! I am not here to hurt you! You need not even open the door. Just listen to me. I don't have to open the door? Is this a truce? Okay, okay, I like truces! Thank you. I would like to apologize for sticking my nose into your business the way I did. I thought you might be unhappy all cooped up in there, and that maybe I could help. But I've had time to reflect on what you said, and I realize I was mistaken. Oh, um, thanks for caring, but I'm fine, actually. I see that. I suppose that is what I'm trying to say. I should not have pushed you to do something that you did not wish to do. And for me to frighten you like that? 
That was unbecoming conduct for a noble. Maybe a little bit. Frankly, I am embarrassed by my behavior. I disgraced myself. As for my injury, you need not feel guilty or afraid. The sprain was a result of my own thoughtlessness, not anything you did. I have always strived to be a good person, but I suppose all that striving was for nothing. I have failed in my duty as a noble. Um, Ferdinand? Yes, Bernadetta? I don't really know much about this sort of thing, but you shouldn't say things like that about yourself. It wasn't all your fault, you know. I'm to blame, too. I hurt you, and I'm sorry. Really, it is fine. It healed quickly. And it wasn't for nothing, either. I am not so sure. I do like my time alone. Actually, it's more of a need. But you're right. I also need to venture out every once in a while. Maybe if I work as hard as you do, I can try it a little more. Yes, keep working at it. You are already much more outgoing than you used to be. When I mess up, or even when it's just a bad day, it's hard for me to step outside. I'm too scared. But the next day, I try again. Because I know that one mistake doesn't ruin everything. So you're still... I mean, just because you... That doesn't mean... <sighs> I don't know how to put it. But that's how it is. So, um... The end. <laughs> what a graceful end to the conversation. Hey! Come on, that was serious! <sighs> At least I got you to laugh. Even with the fires of war raging all around us, tea never fails to soothe the soul. Do you not agree, Bernadetta? Um, I hadn't actually thought about it, but yes. Excellent! Oh, that reminds me. Hmm? What's that? A long time ago, my parents were in talks to arrange my marriage with a certain young lady. She never set foot outside of her room and she made little dolls to curse her perceived enemies. Such were the rumors. Frightened, I dissuaded my parents from going through with their plans. I can see that. She does sound pretty frightening. I relate to the staying in the room part, though. That girl was you, Bernadetta. A daughter of House Varley. What? I don't make dolls to curse people! You are a skilled embroiderer, no? I guess I was wrong. You are not making dolls. I did make dolls, but cute ones! Nice little carnivorous plants and things! Ah, hmm. Maybe I should not have brought this up. Why not? Carnivorous plants are adorable! Uh -huh. yes. Adorable. Anyway, if I had actually known you, I would have accepted the proposal. Um, why? Did you have some scheme in mind? No, I just mean... Now that I have gotten to know you, I would have been happy to... So, you're saying you... with me? <laughs> it's getting kinda hot in here, isn't it? Maybe, um, maybe it's the tea. Why are you getting so worked up? 
that was all a long time ago now. A long time ago? Yes. Now we are soldiers fighting together in the same great conflict, right? And my parents are gone. So any agreements they might have cooked up would be completely invalid. I guess so. Just think. If we had been married, we would not have been able to build such a deep friendship. That's true. Yeah, we never would have gotten this close. I would have given up on the relationship my parents chose for me and shut myself away even more. So all in all, I am glad I refused to marry that doll-cursing princess. Hey! I said I never made curse dolls! <laughs> sorry, sorry. I am just glad to have met you at the monastery. I had better take my leave. We should have tea together again sometime soon. Yeah, um, see you. I'm glad we met here too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm.